0: So, welcome to this uh, uh, impromptu panel of uh, Dolby Atmos Immersive Music Mixing. Uh, I'm Kerry Thomas, I'm content and studio enablement for Dolby Music, um, and uh, I'm here with uh, the great George Massenberg, who uh, will defer, I'm sure, <laughs> that, that praise, but uh, it's, it's, it's very well deserved. Um,
1: so, just to get right into it, if I may. Please. One of the big questions that I came here with is the uh, sensitivity to music mixing for music release, uh, and which is all be big yep. passion at the uh-huh. moment, and certainly is carried through Universal in commissioning the mixing of some 3,000 titles in Immersive for music release, and paying for them to be mixed. So there's quite a business for music mixers, and I'm just wondering, how many of these home professionals are here, and I'm finding not very many. (laughs) So, is anybody actually interested in this? Because if you're not interested, we could go drink a beer. (laughs) Does anybody do music? He drinks beer well. Anybody do music mixing for immersive? Hey, well, we're off to a great start. One, two, three, Hmm. great. So uh, this is something I did for, for uh, Ann Mincelli and for Alicia Keys. And it's, it was targeted for demonstration in the Dolby Soho Room mm-hmm. in New York. Yep. And I heard it there, and it's pretty, pretty impressive. But the, uh, uh, we should just play it, and then you'll ask questions or not. Well, that's Different from any uh, theatrical mix, uh-huh.
0: uh huh. But it clearly, you, it uses the space. It took you 20 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this mix took that's three good. days, yes, uh, which was normal. And when we were doing 5 when we started doing 5 1 in the middle 90s for DTS, a uh-huh. uh, competitor, you've heard of them. a little bit, <laughs> and and we had to learn. From scratch. So we had to listen, we had to redo mix and redo mixes, mm-hmm. present to an artist, explain that the artist had to be in a pretty happy position to, be uh-huh. able to really judge uh, a mix. So we learned a lot from that and, and we're hoping that there'll be a market. We're mm-hmm. hoping that people will gravitate to it. Me too. So,
0: so okay. You, you you mentioned you you started mixing five one uh, music in the nineties. Um, I started
1: mixing mono in the sixties. Well, uh, <laughs>
0: yes, I, I, I'm I'm really going to focus on surrounded and immersive okay. right here because uh, you know that's, uh, that's that's all right. There's, there's a million things being said about mono and stereo, and uh, uh, yeah, and no, no, not being said about immersive. It's, so exactly, carry on. it's very rare that we get this opportunity. Um, so. How did you approach um, thinking about the instrumentation in this mix?
1: Well, you'll recall because you were there and we were comparing uh, Manny Maraca's stems. with The original mixer on this, Manny Marocca, is doing do a great amount of credit because he did a, a brilliant mix. He did exactly the mix that Alicia wanted. So we were working from his stems and then breaking them down and going back and getting him to deliver the stems without effect so that we could do new effects, so my approach was his original vision, or Alicia's original vision and Manny's implementation of that writ large, right. writ in immersive, and to maintain as much of a consistency as we could, and then add some cool bullshit. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if, if I may call it, that's a technical term.
0: Yes. Uh, to add I, some, believe, I believe the cool bullshit was our music panel, correct? Yeah. Which Which uh, no, has, that has was, a bouncing ball going on around it, which you is You can see the cool. bouncing
1: ball. So it's transfixing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it's it's exploring the immersive space. We're exploring the immersive space and seeing what we can do. And I'm sorry that you can't play some of these other mixes because mm-hmm. there are some terrific music mixes in immersive. Yeah. And it, it's exploring the space, mm-hmm. exploring what you can do with uh, objects, Mm -hmm. sending reverbs and effects to pairs of objects, and actually hearing them perform in a room like this is very encouraging. Good,
0: that's what we aim for. So, um, what sort of things were you putting into um, those objects? So, everything that I could fit in. Atmos is, just a level set, Atmos is an uh, uh, object-oriented rendering system uh, for Immersive sound content. Um, So it's channel independent, it scales to different size rooms and different capabilities, um, and it does that using a a device called an audio object, um, which has the metadata as well as the audio itself applied to it. Um, So what sort of things were you thinking about when you put... Well, let's go back
1: and explain an audio object for those of you who are, are not really sure what that means. So audio object is, here's where I want it in space in a playback mm-hmm. situation, regardless of where the speakers are. Here's where I want that object, the level and the placement. That's an object. Whatever the RMU has to do uh, to get it there, what speakers it has to feed, what timing it has to uh, figure out. So what we do from a uh, mixing point of view is we look for size. It, it it wants to be impressive. So that means we're looking for lateral decorrelation and now vertical decorrelation. Decorrelation meaning that we you recall in the lead vocal we had the lead in the center and then slightly delayed and and shaped and filtered. Mm-hmm going to left, surround and right surround to bring the lead vocal out of the room without making it that much louder because it, it would add. Mm-hmm. And little tricks like that that we knew from five one that we moved into the uh, vertical space. and, and just making it, making it making it large, making sure our reverbs were decorrelated because nobody really makes a seven channel reverb. We heard some.
0: We, we we tried and some. And I think uh, some uh, some of the Stratus ended up on the track. It did. Yes. In,
1: in one thing, and and I'm still not sure that they were decorrelated, but we'll find <laughs> out. But it makes us. I, uh, I work in research, and it makes us want to go back and get seven channel reverb samples. Mm-hmm. So that's the motivation for us going back to work and getting some bigger, some better impulse samples.
0: So you you, you were using a lot of uh, the the chamber. Uh, verbs that you captured it. I was
1: using, we can't, we can't <laughs> sure, talk sure, about sure. that, yeah, can't talk about that. <laughs> um, but, but instead of using one chamber that we expected to be a quad chamber or a five chamber, we used pairs of stereo chambers that I felt moved well, uh, moved as sound would move in an ambience in a real
0: room. So you were looking to um, you know, create this, uh, this track that felt um, organic yeah. uh, in, in its uh, representation of what yeah. was captured on on the recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and
1: it's a great story and she tells it well and she's a real artist. She sings in tune. What an uh-huh. amazing concept. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions about this, guys? Yeah, so did you have Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. We did have a seven-one bed, and there is a lot of stuff in the seven-one bed, and we used uh,
0: objects. Yeah, so on on this uh, track, uh, there are uh, I think twenty objects, and uh, the ten-channel bed as well. Um, but a lot of it is not in the uh, in the overhead channels of the bed. Um, that was pretty much exclusive, uh, exclusively reached via objects. And that, you know, it, 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 to George's point, it allows for um, more precise uh, placement of those sounds into into space and the, the recreation of that.
1: And a bigger sound from floor to ceiling. Some just uh, 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 dis- just dis- uh,
0: organization. <laughs> so you were using your brand new plugins on this. Um, Funny if, you should Specifically mention. the DRC, which was a fascinating well, one. Well, specifically
1: because we don't have a leveler on the bus. On the 7 bus, we certainly don't have a leveler or automatic in control on the main stem and the objects. So my approach is to use a better, a more RMS-sensitive uh, leveler, dynamic range controller, going into the mix. So the vocal, we used a different... Uh, dynamic controls than on on the pop mix the commercial mix and these various instruments the guitars were leveled going into the mix so that we didn't have as much pressure level automatically leveling the mix. I mean the mix is comes up as minus 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it comes up right but it does so without a, uh, a bus compressor.
0: And do you feel like there was a uh, a, a downside to not having a bus compressor, or something along those lines, or is it just allows
1: quite the contrary? I feel that it's almost impossible to do a bus compressor that will, in a generalized room, take into account the the all of the objects and and the different different orientation. Ultimately, we we're talking about this, and we we're thinking maybe the best thing to do would be put up a, a, a monitoring microphone, or array of microphones, and have the range controllers respond to the microphone when they actually hear in a real room. So we're still thinking about that. <laughs> but boy, it's hard to do in Pro Tools, because Pro Tools, you can't have dynamics control across different DSPs in the HDX array. So if we have a dynamics control on the main stem, Seven or eight channels. Uh, it's very difficult for it to share the control voltage or the control object with processors on the auxes that would go to the st- uh, go to the objects. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, so yeah. So dynamic control at the source at the source side at the track side. All identical speakers, George? No, but very close. It's an ATC room, and they're Boy, it sounds great. My god, it sounds great. Uh, it's it's an existence-defining moment, hearing a big mix in this room, because the walls disappear. And all you have is the acoustic whiteout of the Blackbird Studio C room and these phenomenal point sources with these really great monitors and the, and the sub. I, I, I couldn't get the subs right when I did the room. These guys got the subs right.
0: Um, it took a few. But it's all
1: <laughs> ATC, and they're different ATCs, but they're matched. I mean, that's, that's, I think, important. We thought it was important in five, I think it's important in, in immersive, is when you pan between speakers, you don't change the timbre, because that's maddening. That's a drag. These are good questions, huh? All point source? Oh, yeah. Source. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could have turned them around and pointed them into the diffusion, that would have been interesting. <laughs>
0: Uh yes. So we uh it was a, a nine one six configuration of ATCs, one hundreds across most of it, uh three hundreds for the front. Um and uh yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's quite a special experience. If you if if you want a, a small taste of it, um go visit uh, with Vintage King and put on their uh, their their little headset that they've got there and uh it, it puts you in the center of the room. So uh You'll, you'll see some of George's crazy math for uh, designing that space uh, uh, a good number of years ago. So, uh, well, th- well thanks. Th- thanks. thank thanks you, really we sorry up. we've run out of time, and if you have any more questions for uh, myself or George, we'll be around today.